business is the fuel that drives America. Innovation, hard work, risk, and reward. It's what many call the American dream, and we're bringing the dream to you. It's the Business Beyond the Boardroom Show with your host, Mark Steckman. All right, I'm so excited for this next segment of the Business Beyond the Boardroom show. We've got a great guest. And, you know, Pat, we always talk about uh, entrepreneurship and what it's like to start up companies. And uh, this next guest is just one of those guys. He is the co-founder of ARO, and his name is Heath Wilson. Heath, welcome to Business Beyond the Boardroom. Mark, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, I am expecting that your product that's coming on the market this fall is going to be life-changing for my family. So before we get into that product, though, I want you to give everybody a little uh, background uh, on your bio and uh, who you are and how you got into this business that you're in today. Well, that's a, it's an interesting story. I am a, This is my second startup. Um, I call myself an accidental entrepreneur because my first business, I was only 26 years old, so I knew very little about anything. Um, and as most people that have started a business know, you learn pretty quickly when you get on the job. So I ran or, or co-founded a financial tech company, so we sold to businesses. We sold data and, and technology. Did that for 17-plus years um, before selling that, and then – you know, my new company was really a result of some tension that I was feeling in my life, really around smartphone, how much I used it. I had this story of my then third grade uh, boy coming home and, and had a class project and wrote in his class project that he wanted to give his dad to get the family time for Christmas. Uh-oh. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> and I think all of us have stories like that. And, you know, it really hit me at that point. Is I, I thought, I've just got to be better, right? I'm I'm just disconnected, and for me, the number one distraction in my life has always been my smartphone, and that started way back with the BlackBerry and all the way up to you know the newest iteration of the iPhone. Mm. Yeah, so that's that is a, a resound. I mentioned that at the top of the show. That's a resounding theme in most of our lives, especially those of us who are business professionals. We we use our phones for email, for texting clients, for keeping in touch with colleagues, and of course, friends and family, and all of that. And so, Pat, who's our executive producer across the glass here, who's by the way been in radio for over forty years. This guy's no stranger to technology. He he confessed at the beginning of the show, uh, Heath, that. He does not go anywhere without his phone. Is that you too? Absolutely. And I'm not giving mine up anytime soon. We are, you know, the company is, I am pro technology. We started another technology company. So I don't harken back to the old days of a flip phone or the, or the phone hanging on the wall. But I do think as a society, we haven't developed the right relationship with them. And as a result, what do we do? We carry them around with us. We put them in our pocket. We don't necessarily have a place that they go, like, you know, you would park your car in a garage or put your, you know, silverware in a drawer. So really a lot of our business is focused on helping people, you know, build the muscle, we call it the digital muscle around putting their phone down, you know, putting an environment in place that, that makes it easy to do so, and then allowing them to go, you know, live and do the things that matter most. So the name of the company, your your uh, tech company is Aro. Tech, did I pronounce that right? Is it R O A H R O is how it sounds, but I know it's A-R-O. It it is Aro. Yeah, the meaning of the word actually means to notice. To notice. So it's Aro Technology, and you have a product coming out uh, that you're launching this fall. Talk about it. 
Yeah, I'd love to. So, I mean, we've talked a little bit about the, the why and the, and the heart of the business, um, the what. So I've had this concept for a while that we really needed to define a place, particularly in our house, but also in the office or, or you know, other areas where we live, um, you know, a place that is where we put our phones down when we're not using them. So we've designed a, a beautiful smart box. We work with interior designers to make sure that it fits you know, fits in a family room or fits in the kitchen or somewhere in the house where it's where it's visible. And really the goal is to create that visual cue so when you see it, you know, your mind registers, you know, this is the place. It's also very practical. It charges your phone while it's there. But the power of the product is once you put your phone into RO, it starts tracking all of your off-screen time. So it automatically registers your phone, starts tracking that time, it encourages, nudges, kind of motivates you along the way. There's a companion app that that does all this for you, and it really creates the rhythms and rituals and encouragement to keep you using it over and over. Hmm. So this is not like just a shoebox <laughs> that, that we've used in our home, uh, where, you, where you take a shoebox, everybody tosses their tablet and their, their phone into it, and uh, we, we close it up and put it in the, in the pantry or the closet somewhere. This is actually a meaningful piece of technology for the home, right? It is packed full of technology, but I will tell you, it started with a shoebox. The first iteration of this business was me grabbing a shoebox, cutting a hole in the back, pulling in some cords, and you know, testing with my family. I've got four kids, um, three of which are teenagers now, so three of our four have devices. And what I noticed was, yes, we would throw our phones in and charge them, and that was helpful, but we didn't get any credit for doing so. And there's something really powerful about getting credit for the time you're spending away. In fact. In all of our beta testing, the number one feeling that people communicated to us was pride. You know, they were proud of the fact that they put their phone down. So there's something to this gamification, and we know this in social media and, and, and other technologies. There's something to gamifying experience, hmm. and that's what we built into this, you know, this product to make it easy to you know, put your phone down for a few minutes. Well, I know you're an entrepreneur, and you're thinking about the big opportunity in terms of scaling a product like this, but did you, be honest with me, did you create this for you and your family? <laughs> oh, it's funny. When I called my, my now co-founder, I said, his name is Joey. I said, Joey, I'm going to solve this for my family. And I said, I think if I can solve it for my family, I can solve it for others, and it might be a business, but we're just going to start there. So absolutely, this was, this was a result of my kind of personal failures with technology, but also wanting to set a different example for my kids because – you know, any, anyone who has kids approaching the phone age goes through this moment of terror where, mm. you know, they realize they're going to give their kids infinity in their pocket and probably, honestly, haven't role modeled it well or haven't trained them. You know, I've got two drivers, just started driving. I spent a lot of time teaching them how to drive, but I didn't spend the same amount of time teaching them how to use their device. Mm. And that's uh, what a powerful concept. Like, be, you know, we think about it, I, when you think about it in that terms, I mean, obviously, our parents, if you're probably about the same age I am, our parents didn't have these infinity on a device, you know, these, these, these powerful technological devices that they were carrying around. They didn't have these things, so they didn't know to teach us and didn't have the skill set or the availability of knowledge to, to teach us these things. So we're the first generation that's having to teach our kids these, mm-hmm. these kinds of concepts. You mentioned Joey. Joey Odom, is that right? Joey is your co-founder? Joey Odom. How did how the two of you, how did you guys connect up? Because I know he's an entrepreneur as well. Well, I just knew Joey. Joey's a big personality. Um, he has a passion for this, um, 
this topic, and he also had kids around the same age. So we just connected on a personal level. I knew we work well together. Um, we bring different strengths to to the organization. So and you know when you when you start a company, it's nice to have someone to you know to, to go through the highs and lows with. And I knew that he'd be a great partner in that journey. I want to I want to dig into some of the entrepreneurial things that get you to where you're at today because I know when you all of us who've started businesses we've we've started sometimes we've failed and other times we've had success and then we move on to the next journey. Um, how, talk about your background at Evestment and what what was your role there and how did that impact where you're at today? I was one of the there were four co-founders I was one of the the co-founders there I think. You know, the great thing about that experience was we launched that right in the middle of the dot-com boom, kind of late 90s, early 2000s. But we actually had a, a tangible business model. It wasn't built on the back of, of advertising. So, um, you know, we really focused – if you think about that time frame, the, the stock market crashed and NASDAQ crashed in 99 or 2000, and we really had to be focused on profitability. So I think in my DNA is, hey, let's figure out a way to run a profitable business, not just you know keep taking investor money and hope for growth and growth and growth and eventually make money. So I think that's core to the DNA. The other thing for me personally was it was a great experience for me to learn what I'm good at, and probably more importantly is what I'm not good at. So you know a lot of what I've put in place with this next company is hiring people around me, frankly, that have varied skill sets and different ways of looking at things and a perspective that's different than mine. Because that just adds, you know, so much to to the organization in terms of ideas and thoughts and creativity. I I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, and you know, you hear entrepreneurs kind of reflect back on their first startup, and with a certain amount of pride and you know, puffed up chest that they were able to literally dive through walls and climb out of canyons and you know, really be able to get through insurmountable uh, challenges. And, and there's a lot of pride that comes with that. And then you get to your second startup and you've you kind of like, you know, a lot more, you probably have a little better financial backing and you got a better team surrounding you. How does that second or third, you know, how do the next uh, startups, how do they differ from that first one? You know, in terms of, it's like almost like children, right? You don't, you don't, first, first, first kid, you don't really know what you're doing. And you, but then you look back and you're like, dang, I did pretty good on that one. And then you get the second one who's totally different than the first one. How, how is that different? You know, when you look and when you reflect on what, you know, investment was a, was a success. And uh, this next one obviously is going to be a success, but how do they, how do they differ? Well, you're, you're right in your comment that they're all different, so you, you learn that early on. Um, but what I would say is, you know, the idea at the early stages is very fragile, and you have to guard it. I always use the analogy or the comparison that, you know, it's kind of like a spark of an idea, and if you don't put your, your hands cupped around it, it easily is blown out by opinions or the market or, you know, even friends, you know, saying that just doesn't sound like a good idea. So there's this early stage uh, fragility where you really have to guard that idea and with the right people around it to to keep it lit and frankly to help you kind of build it into a raging fire over time. Mm. But I also, you know, this business is so different from my last company. Last company was you know, financial technology sold to corporations. You know, this one at least starting out as a consumer technology. So I will tell you, I mean, it's you know, there's there's something about naivety that's great because it it makes you take risks you wouldn't otherwise take. And in some ways, you know, not knowing a lot about hardware and 
connected devices and you know all the all the difficult um, aspects of this business made it a little bit easier because I didn't know didn't know what I was walking into. Now that said, you know building an airplane on the way down is not easy. So um, so we're you know making some mistakes along the way, but again we've got a great team in place and we're all excited about the mission. And really for me, if you can get your team excited about the mission and vision of the company, that solves a lot of problems. Well, we've talked a little bit about, you know, you being, you and your partner, uh, your business partner, Joey, both being fathers and husbands and your need for uninterrupted time with your, with your family and your friends and such. But uh, what about with regards to other entrepreneurs and business leaders? How can this product, how can RO help entrepreneurs and business leaders, especially as many of them, most of them, if not all, are, you know, they look at their phones and their devices as critical to their success. Uh, how, can, how can this product help them outside of the home but in their business as well? Well, I, it's such a great question. I think it's easy to focus on you know, those moments that we missed um, with some regret. And, you know, we're obviously hopeful that, that you know, other parents and, and others don't miss out on those moments. But we also want people to achieve more. You know, we the main feedback we get from our studies is that when people put their phone down, they want to learn, they want to read, they want to engage. You know, they want to start that business, they want to you know run that race. So, um, a lot of this is certainly about you know being present and intentional, but being intentional also helps in business. So, you know, even in my old company, Investments, you know, I would have given anything to have an RO in every conference room. Hmm. You know, just to create that deep work, to create that focus, to create that connection. Um, you know, between those and the meeting. So I do think for, for leaders, you know, if you're growing a company, building a company, um, work for a company, you know, when in those periods of work and, and particularly in this work from home environment, you know, putting the distraction away for periods of time when it makes sense, you know, RO can help there. At the same time, look, as you said, phones are critical in the business world. So if it doesn't make sense to put it down, don't put it down. I mean, I'm on mine right now is a good example. So, um, you know, we use ours, and, and we've built this into the culture where, you know, we probably have a few hours a day where we're in that deep focus mode, but the other times we're, you know, we're using our devices the way they're supposed to be used. I love the fact that you mentioned that, you know, the goal is not to completely eliminate technology out of our lives, but to better balance it. And I think that's that's really an important takeaway at every aspect of our lives, whether it's with friends and family or whether it's, you know, while we're at the office or engaged in our business. One of the things that I ask a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, Heath, when they're guests on the show is to, to share a nugget for our audience, you know, in terms of something that's tangible that they can take away. And right now I know there's folks that are listening to the show that have ideas, maybe creative ideas or businesses or services or maybe a, a cool product like like Aro is, and you you had this idea. They have these ideas, and they're at the dinner table, and they're like, "Man, this would be a great business idea. This would be a great product for the world to have." What do you recommend? What is the path that you recommend them take in order to see that idea from idea into an actual business? Mm. Well, the first thing I would say is write it down. So RO was actually concepted in 2016. I was driving home from work uh, one night, and I looked around, and everyone was on their phone in their cars, which is you know, <laughs> incredibly dangerous. But um, I stopped at a red light, and all of a sudden I was on my phone, and it hit me that this is, this is something that's, that's a problem. But I immediately went home and just started typing. 
and I wrote two or three pages of, I don't know, ramblings, musings, manifesto of sorts. But that ultimately became the, you know, the beginning of the business plan for RO. So, you know, I think having a, a sheet of paper or a notepad around when you've got those ideas, whether it's in the shower or in the bed or, you know, at the dinner table, start writing them down because you never know, you know, when those will spring to life. Again, I, you know, 2016, I wasn't thinking that was a business. That was just me ranting and raving a little bit. And then five years later, or four years later, you know, here we are. So that's the first part is, you know, write it down. And then as I said earlier, you know, if you have an idea, just know that it's going to be fragile at the early state and you've got to be strong. If you believe in it, you've got to be strong and, and, and guard it uh, carefully so that, uh, so that others can't blow it out. So writing it down, protecting it in that early stage. What about who you surround yourself with? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, people are the lifeblood of every business. And I mentioned this a bit earlier, but I think if you have a strong vision for your company and there's a mission that you could rally your team around, Man, just keep that front and center. Every anyone, you know, jobs. We can all get jobs, right? I mean, that, that's. But to have work that you enjoy and you're passionate about, and and you believe in, you know, the product you're selling and the service you're selling and the impact it's having on people or society, that gets people motivated. You know, sure, it's great to grow a big business and have a lot of people and have a bunch of customers, but man, you got to get people rallied around the mission. So I would say, I suspect that most. You know, early entrepreneurs kind of skip through the, the vision and mission setting. We actually spent a lot of time doing that early in our business, even with a team of you know, five or six, even deep down to the core values. Like, what's important to us as an organization? How are we going to work? How are we going to treat each other? You know, how are we going to interact with our families? How are we going to use our phones, you know, even at, the, at, at work or at home, since, you know, our business is all built around intentionality. Yeah, yeah so. sure. Yeah, that entire mission, vision, core value setting is especially important as, as things get started. I love it. Well, our time is coming to a close, but I want you to tell us, I, I mean, I know the product is, uh, the box is hitting the markets this fall. Is it, it, is it available to purchase or right now, or is, are we pre-ordering only right now for delivery soon? We are pre-ordering. We'll be shipping within two months. So we are, you know, we're very, very close. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. So anybody that wants to take a look at uh, this awesome, very cool I think it's going to be a game changer for families and businesses. It's called RO. It's you can find it online at uh, GO, the word go, RO, so it's A R O, so goro.com. You're going to find out how to get less screen time, more real life, helps it make it easier for you to put down your phone so you can focus on things that really matter like people and and the things that are revolving around them. And I'm so thankful that, uh, Heath, you joined the show today. You're one of the co-founders and, uh, of course, uh, an entrepreneur. And I'm, I could talk to you for hours, man. We Maybe we need to have you back on the show again, talk more in depth after you get past <laughs> where you're delivering. I love that. And uh, after I get one of these in my house as well. Heath Wilson, co-founder of RO. Appreciate you being on the show today. Yeah, thank you, Mark. You got it. We'll talk to you again soon. Pat, I mean, really? We got to get one of these things here for Beasley Media Group right here in our Tampa Bay offices. You think we need that intervention? Pat, you know how many people (laughs) walking around this building. We run into them in the halls sometimes. Literally, I and, and right here in the studio, we'll walk. You know, I, I'm looking out the window right now, and I just saw a couple of people walk by, and they're staring at their phone. I know they're checking their emails. I know they're doing meaningful things. But um, what a great, 
What a great thing. What a great uh, item to have. So you are going to buy it? Heck yeah. I okay, think, so will I, I, I think uh, I think it's going to be something that is going to be important in my home. Uh, and that is GoRO.com. That's where you can find it. You can pre-order it right now. You'll see everything about it. You'll see everything about the story. Uh, Heath and Joey, why they decided to build the company, as you heard some of that right now on this show. Uh, but you can pre-order it. And the cool thing is, is that once you close the box, I mean, it, it'll charge your device, keeps track of things. It's got an app that you can... Keep track of everything, as he mentioned. It's great. What a cool concept. But you know what? I love these stories because it inspires me that each of us has got something inside of us that I think that we can bring to the market, bring to the world that'll make the world a better place. And we all have those kinds of ideas in our heads, and we just got to bring them to the world. So that's it. Today's episode's out. Well, that's a wrap of today's episode of the Business Beyond the Boardroom podcast, a feature of the Business Beyond the Boardroom live radio show. The full live radio show airs each and every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time anywhere in the U.S. All you got to do is simply go to moneytalk1010.com and then click on that little listen live button. You can listen from anywhere, even on your phone. And if you're in the Tampa Bay region, you can listen live on the radio on Money Talk 1010 a.m., 90. 2.1 FM or 99.5 HD2. Now, I'd love to connect up with you on the socials as well. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And if you want better digital marketing results for your business, hop over to my website at marksteckman.com. I appreciate you listening. Make it a great day.